Greetings, I'm Noel Deer, and I welcome you to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus today is James chapter 2, verses 8 through 13. And if you're with us yesterday, you know that we're in the middle of a longer section of Scripture focused on the sin of favoritism. Now, favoritism may not seem like such a heinous sin to you. It may not seem worthy of such a long passage of Scripture, but it is. And we learned yesterday the first reason that favoritism is so serious. Today, we'll learn a second reason. But let's go back to yesterday. We learned that favoritism is a serious thing because it denies that every person is valuable because every person has been created in the image of God. We're not valuable because we're wealthy or powerful or influential. We're valuable because we're created in the image of God. And so we should treat everybody the same way. And when we don't treat people the same way, we're denying that inherent value that God has built into every person. Today, we'll learn a second reason favoritism is so serious. Let's begin with verse 8. Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. Now, when he calls this a royal law, he's just simply acknowledging that this is God's law. This is the king's law. It is the royal law. Now, he mentions the law, love your neighbor as yourself. And his original readers would have understood that in two ways. First of all, they knew that that was something that is found in the Old Testament. This is a part of the Old Testament law. Love your neighbor. But they also would have understood this as something that Jesus said. In fact, the Bible says in Matthew 22, beginning in verse 36, these are the words of Christ. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. That's what Jesus said. He gives the first law, love God. He gives the second law, love your neighbor. And then he gives this tagline, all the law and the prophets depend upon these two commands. James does the same thing. If you see it in, here in verse 8, James says, uh, if you fulfill the royal law, you are doing well. Uh, what this means is that when it all comes right down to brass tacks, what does it mean to honor God? What does it mean to revere God? It means that we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love those people whom he loves. We love our neighbor as ourself. Specifically, how do we love our neighbor as ourself? Well, when I have a personal need, when I have a physical need or uh, an emotional need or a spiritual need, I am very aware of my own need. He says, he means when he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself, that we should be equally aware, we should be equally focused on the needs of those around us. When our neighbor has a need, when our friend, our coworker has a need, we should focus on that need. Let's look at verse 9. If, however, you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Favoritism here is simply the antithesis of love. He talks about love in verse 8. Now, the opposite of that is favoritism in verse 9. Love is caring for all people because they are valuable because they're creating the image of God. Favoritism is showing kindness only to those people that we think can show kindness back to us. 
Now, notice the label that this verse puts on those who are guilty of favoritism. It says that they are transgressors. Now, that might seem harsh. It does seem harsh, but there's a reason for it. Let's see it in the next two verses. Verse 10, for whoever keeps the entire law yet stumbles at one point is guilty of breaking it all. This is why this this logic that we see in verse 10 is why favoritism is so serious, why he calls those guilty of favoritism transgressors. Now, I'm going to explain that, but in the next verse, he gives us an example. Let me read the example, and then we'll come back to the explanation. Verse 11, for he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. So if you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you are a lawbreaker. Now he's saying if you break one part of the law, you are guilty of breaking all the law. Now, honestly, that doesn't seem right at first hearing, but it is. See, he's teaching us about the nature of sin and obedience. And the point of the law is not so much about altering our behavior in a thousand little ways. The point of the law is not about a bunch of personal tweaks. It's not even really about a list of individual prohibitions. No, the point of the law is that God is the lawgiver, and he is to be honored as such. And the way I honor God is to embrace and respect his authority by embracing the entire law. I honor God by seeing every sin as an offense against the honor of God. One way to explain this is um, to think about how I should honor my wife. Uh, One way I should honor my wife is to be faithful to her. What does it mean that I am faithful to my wife? Well, it doesn't just mean that I do not have an affair with this specific woman, and I don't have an affair with this other specific woman, and I don't have an affair with this other specific woman. No. In fact, if I didn't have an affair with 99 specific women, but I did have an affair with one woman, Uh, It would not be said that I was 99% faithful to my wife. No, it would be said that I'm 100% unfaithful to my wife. See, to, to break the law in one instance is to break the law. The point is that the law is about honoring God. And in one sense, there's only one law, honor God. And so when I break some part of the law, I have broken the fundamental law of honoring God. That's why favoritism is so serious. One of the reasons. Look at verse 12. Speak and act as those who are to be judged by the law of freedom. This is a major theme in the book of James. Speak and act. Our speech and our actions should match. Look at verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has not shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, it's not telling us that we can earn God's mercy by showing mercy and kindness to those around us. That's not true. What he's saying is that those who are children of God will be characterized in part by the mercy that they show and the mercy that they are shown by the Lord. A true believer, a child of God, will just characteristically be a person who shows mercy to others, and he will be shown mercy by the Lord. Friends, thanks for watching or listening today. If you're on YouTube, please hit uh, the like button and the subscribe button. That really helps us get the word out. 
On your favorite podcasting app, just search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. Further info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ. Christ.